Hi everyone and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And I may not sound like your host, Britton Frost, because I am still under the weather, everyone. I know that, you know, a couple weeks ago, my voice was sounding like this and um, I just, I want to apologize in advance. Luckily, this podcast was recorded a few weeks out, so... I don't, I'm not going to sound like this the whole time, don't worry, but that being said, we are going to skip over cruise news this week just because I do not want you to have to endure this raspy voice longer than you have to, but I do want to talk a little bit about today's podcast. We are joined by Bridget Quinn from Cruise Specialist, which is a cruise-specific travel agency. They focus only on cruising, and I wanted to talk to her a little bit about why using a travel agent is helpful. And, you know, we live in a time where you can book cruises easily online and you're able to do most things on your own. And most people my age, I'm 23, hate talking on the phone, hate talking to people. And so, you know, why why should we have to reach out to someone and have communication um, when we can just book these things so easily ourselves through either you know, certain websites or through the cruise line themselves. Um, But I think that after listening to this podcast, you'll realize that there are a lot of advantages in booking with a travel agent. Um, And it's a free service. Uh, Cruise specialists is at least most travel agencies are free. Um, And, you know, why not take advantage of this service that's going to be free and going to ultimately help you in your decision-making process, but also in saving money and things like that. So um, you'll hear more about that during the podcast. But I do also want to say that we did mix ocean and river cruising again in this podcast. And uh, that's something that I don't do often. I usually have two podcasts, um, one for ocean cruising and one for river cruising. And I think that it was important to mix these two because we talked about expedition cruising and river cruising. And um I think that those two things are more alike than you may think. Sure, you're going to be on a bigger ship, but these expedition ships are not going to be huge because they have to get into certain areas that uh, bigger ships can't. And um, what I think really is most similar, though, is that you are when you're going on an expedition ship, it's very destination-focused. You don't have much focus on the ship. And so if you're someone who has enjoyed expedition cruising for that reason, river cruising might be a good option for you because river cruising is also very destination focused and there is a lot of activity um, that you can do on, on river cruises. A lot of tours, walking tours, hiking, biking, and the same thing goes the other way around. You know, if you're someone who's liked, enjoyed river cruising, maybe try an expedition cruise. Um, so that's kind of why I mix these two together. I just wanted to give that explanation, but this will be the last one for a while. And next week I will go back to the one podcast for river cruising, one podcast for ocean cruising. Um, so without further ado, we will get into this interview. I will recap the cruise news from this week, next week. Um, and as always, you can keep up to the latest, up with the latest news on our blog over on Avid Cruiser and River Cruise Advisor. So without further ado, here's Bridget Quinn.
Hello, today I am joined with Bridget Quinn, who is a cruise consultant from Cruise Specialists. And if you're subscribed to our newsletter, um, Cruise Specialists are the ones who help us with um, some of the cruises that you're able to book. And maybe you followed one of those links, so maybe you're already familiar. How are you doing today, Bridget? Fine, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a very sunny day for the first time in a while, so that is good news for me. Um, I just want to know a little bit about, you know, kind of what Cruise Specialist is um, and what are the advantages of booking through a travel agent instead of booking a cruise on your own or through a cruise company directly? So for Cruise Specialist, we've been around for over 30 years. And um, we specialize in luxury and world cruising, but we also do a lot of other cruises. So we do anything from seven-day Caribbean to river cruising, um, everything in between. And most of our employees have either worked on a cruise ship or for a cruise line before coming to cruise specialists. So we have a really broad range of um, experience here. And... One of the, you know, people ask me that all the time. What is the advantage of booking with you when I can just call the cruise line direct and book to it, you know, my cruise? And the biggest one is experience. You're booking through me or whoever you choose to book through because this is what I do for a living. It's what I've done for almost 20 years. I know every cruise line with the back of my hand. I worked on a cruise ship for seven years. So I'm really experienced about little details that you might not think of. And many times when you're calling a cruise line directly, you're calling into their call center. And it's very possible that the person you're speaking with has never been on a cruise before or even stepped foot on a ship. And that's really not the expertise you need, especially if it's possibly your first cruise that you're booking. So right there, you know, the experience and the expertise is the number one reason. Number two you're always going to come out ahead. If it's a cruise line that allows travel agencies to discount, we'll discount you. If it's not, you'll get a shipboard credit or some added value. So you come out ahead financially by booking through a reputable travel agent that doesn't charge any service fees. Okay, and that's, that was going to be one of my questions as well, is that it does it cost more to use a travel agent or... No, it should okay, For you specifically, yeah. No, for I, mean, us, I guess no. you can't speak to everyone, but... <laughs> right. No, for us, it does not. We don't charge any service fees, and our cancellation schedule mirrors the cruise line. So you're, we're going along the same rules they do. You're just getting the expertise, added value, and assistance. If something goes wrong, we have avenues where we can go to the cruise line that a direct booking person wouldn't have. So we can resolve issues faster usually. And I think a lot of the times people are probably hesitant because they don't know about that. Um, maybe that it doesn't cost more. And so, I mean, when you put it that way, it's like, well, why not do it? I mean, you're getting a second opinion. And, um, even if, I mean, do, do you see a lot of people who come to you already knowing what they want? Um, and then I'm sure, well, you, I'm sure that you do. And I'm sure that you also see people who have no idea, but you know, what's kind of, um, what stage are people usually in when they decide to come to um, the travel agent? 
I think for the most part, people, if, if they don't know exactly what they want, they have a good idea what they want. But there are some people out there that say, this is the ship I want, this is the date, this is the cabin I want, just book it for me. And then there's others that are looking for guidance. And, you know, if you can find a good travel advisor that doesn't have any allegiance to a cruise line, but is really just trying to get you the best fit, the best value for what you want to spend, that's, I mean, that's worth a a ton and you're not paying any extra for it. So it's really to a client's advantage to use that expertise. It really is. Absolutely. Um, And you're a member of Virtuoso, which essentially just connects um, travelers to agents. I correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. That's what the service does. Um, But what perks does being a member of that group provide? So if your sailing that you're looking at is a virtuoso sailing. It comes with some great extra amenities. Um, most of them are a hosted virtuoso sailing, which means right off the bat, you're getting a trained virtuoso host that is going to travel with you. I've done this twice. I did it last year on Uniworld, escorted for virtuoso. And what a host does is they, they're there. If anything happens while you're on board and you need help, you can go to them rather than going to the front office. They host a welcome party and sometimes, depending on the length of the cruise, a lunch or a um, farewell party. And then the other amenities that come are you normally have the choice of an exclusive shore event through Virtuoso in one of the ports. And these shore events are great. I've never had a complaint about them. They're very high end and um, people love them. Or if you don't want to take that, you have the choice of a shipboard credit um, that you can take in lieu of that. And so it's just extra amenities, extra service you're getting. And again, it doesn't cost anything extra to have those amenities. So people can go through Virtuoso, but they can also just come to Cruise Specialist directly. Correct. Yeah, Virtuoso doesn't actually book people. So if a client contacts Virtuoso, they will send that out to an agency. That's yeah, they'll that. refer them out then. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, and then, I mean... Can you just kind of tell me what you do on a daily basis? Like maybe how many people you're talking to? I mean, I know that it obviously varies, but just like how many clients you're working with at once and. Oh, hundreds, honestly, hundreds. Um, I am on the phone constantly from 9 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. on the phone, on email. I'm doing research for clients. I'm making final payments. I'm uh, making deposits you know, booking airfare for their cruise, taking care of insurance. Um, There are so many facets of one cruise booking that a lot of people don't realize. So, you know, there's, there's accounting, there's insurance, there's, you know, gifts, shipboard credit, everything. So it really is nonstop from the time I turn my phone on to the time I turn it off. But it's great. I mean, it's a fun, fun job. Yeah, well, especially when you have a passion for cruising. And as you said, you've worked on a ship. And so... Uh, of course, I think that cruise people can get a little like weird about cruising. I know that when I first started, you know, working um, under Ralph, I was not super, I, I had done a lot of cruises, but I wasn't a cruise enthusiast. And now it's like, every time I'm somewhere and someone's like, I'm going on a cruise. I'm like, which cruise line? What are you doing? Yeah. What, you know, <laughs> where are you going? How long is it? And so um, I, I think that definitely having... Um, I mean, okay, well, maybe I should ask this as a question. Like, 
what does having that cruise specific agency how does that help I mean of course as I said the passion but like are there Mm -hmm. other advantages to that I think so because we're we're driving our focus on pretty much one thing which is cruising we're not doing you know land trips to Vegas and um, stuff like that that would take our attention away so you know we we go out and we do as many cruises as we can a year to experience the product so that we can bring that knowledge back. And um, when you've been in business as long as we have and, and you really focus on that, you, you nurture some great relationships with the cruise lines, our district sales managers, and people like Ralph. You know, that's how I got to know him is because of, of being a cruise-only agency. So I think, you know, I'm not harping on anyone that does anything else other than cruising but when you're looking for a real expert and cruising is what you want to do I think uh looking to someone who that's all they do is is a good a good thing for sure absolutely um and then I know that we've been talking about Alaska we're going to shift gears here a little bit um unless is there anything else that you want to add about cruise specialists um no I can't I mean I think we covered pretty much everything like I said you know we all have mostly worked on a ship or or in an office for a cruise line so we just have some some experience that you may not find other places which when you need it is really helpful oh I do want to talk about your website actually um just for a second so as I mentioned we do run some of the cruises that you all um in in our in our newsletters um, that have been selected. When people see those, um, I mean, they can research cruises on your website. How do they go about booking those? So if they're on our website, normally what someone will do is there's a page where it says contact us or, or request a quote. And a lot of times people will just send and they won't choose an agent. Other times they'll actually look at the agent's profiles, look at their experience and choose that way. I get chosen that way a lot because I worked for a particular cruise line. So people who want to book that see that and and contact me. Um, If they just send in a quote request, then one of the agents, whoever can take it, will take it within 24 hours and send them back the information they want. And then when they're ready to book, the clients will call us and we'll make the booking and send them an invoice with all of the information on it. It's really, it's really easy. We don't have a way to book on our website. Um, so they they do have to either email or call. And which which cruise line did you work for? I worked for Holland America Line. Okay, so Holland America Line, this is your girl. If you want to take a Holland America Line cruise, I just got off New Staten Dam. Uh, Not just, but it was great. I had the best time. Yeah, we were we were just in Fort Lauderdale for the Holland America World Cruise Bon Voyage event, and we got to take a tour of the Koningsdam, which is similar to the new Stottenham. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. It was a really fun trip. And I've, I have other podcast episodes about that. So we won't get too much <laughs> into it. We're focused on you today. We're focused on cruise specialists. But um, yeah, it was a great it was a great trip. Um, but speaking of and the Holland America line, you know, is going to be part of this as well. We're going to transition. Um, because we've been talking about Alaska cruises a lot. I guess, okay. you know, that season is coming up, not not quite, Absolutely. but it's coming up soon. Um, and I know the Holland America Line does Alaska cruises, <laughs> but what are some of the Alaska cruises that you feel like people are booking frequently? Um, which cruise lines? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Hall America is definitely one of the ones we book the most. They have, I believe they have the most ships in Alaska out of Seattle and Vancouver. So when you have that much accommodation, you know, that's the one that generally tends to be a really good price point. Um, Princess, we book a lot of Princess, uh, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity. And then you get into the luxury lines like Regent, Silver Sea, um, we do that as well. And this year, um, Kennard is actually going to be in Alaska for the first time in a while. So that's a little exciting. 20 years, for us. I think. Yes. Um, we were talking about that. Yeah, that's one of the ones that my dad, we went through like aspirational Alaska cruises and he was saying that that's one of the ones that he wanted to do. But there are a lot. And I think that Alaska is one of those places that especially for people living in the United States, it seems it's like Hawaii as well, right? It seems very exotic, but right. it's so it's so easy to get there. And as you said, you can sail from um, Seattle as well. Mm-hmm. So you you don't even have to fly out of the country if you don't want right. to. You could go right. to Canada. But right. um, are there any that stand out to you specifically? Any cruises? Like, as I said, we were talking about aspirational cruises, and I know that you have relationships with these cruise companies, but like, are there any that you feel like you would really want to do? Yeah, I mean, a, a standard Alaska cruise is seven days and hits Juneau, Ketchikan, and either Sitka or Skagway for the most part. Um, one of the ones that's out there new for this year is on Holland America Line, and it is a 21-day round-trip San Francisco. And this cruise hits pretty much everywhere you can go in Alaska that not very many other cruise lines will hit on a 7- to 14-day cruise. So that's one that really stands out to me, the 21 days. It just gets into some really cool little towns in Alaska that um, not many people have the opportunity to visit. And I mean, I guess you touched on this a little bit is that a lot of them are hitting the same cities, but how diverse can those Alaska itineraries be? Well, um, on a seven, not, not too diverse because there's only so much time. So they can only visit certain ports within a certain distance. Um, though, if you want to get a little more diverse then you would want to do what's called a northbound or a southbound cruise, which would originate in Vancouver or Seward. And so you'd have to fly either to or from Alaska. But on that cruise, you do get to see a couple of extra ports that you wouldn't see on a round-trip Seattle or round-trip Vancouver cruise. And I know some of the cruise companies that do the north and southbound ones, you can do both. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember who I was reading about, but there was one cruise that was, you know, you you can hit both. You can do an you can do both sections of the cruise, but and you don't hit any repeat ports. Right. I think, I think it's princess that does that. It's a 14 day northbound southbound. And so, yeah, you hit, you hit all of that. And um, if you have the time, you know, it's a great way to see a lot of Alaska for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, I mean, I guess I just want to talk a little bit more about, you know, what else people are booking. Um, I know that probably, I mean, a lot, I, does the Bahamas do the most, do you think? Um, in terms of cruise line bookings, probably. I mean, the Caribbean is probably the number one destination for cruising, especially first-time cruisers. Um, having said that, river cruising has really exploded in the past couple of years. I mean, that's becoming 
so popular. And 2020, we're calling it the year of the world cruise. It is really, I don't know what it is about 2020, but we have more people booked on world cruises than we have, I think, in any other year for a long time. Um, So that's something that we've really seen a spike recently as well. Okay. That's surprising, actually. Um, but I, I think that you do have the introduction of a lot of these new world cruise concepts as well, like with Silver Sea, you see that they're doing expedition world cruises. And, um, you know, I I couldn't be on a boat for that long because I have commitments. As we talked about before we started recording, we have dogs. Like, I couldn't imagine being gone for that long. But I was talking to an older woman who was saying, you know, that there's nothing tying her down. And why shouldn't she do it and and do that to see the world? And so I think that especially, and you have a lot of variety with the cruise lines now as well. More people are doing them. Right, exactly. And, you know, expedition cruising, yeah, getting into the world with that, that's, it's something that, because you have a lot of retired people who are younger and active and they don't want to sit on a ship for three months. They want to get out there and, and do this stuff. So it's going to be a great addition. Okay, so shifting gears again, um, we'll talk about river cruising a little bit. And I think that it's important, you know, that these podcasts, usually I split up. And I think it's important to talk about, you know, Alaska cruising is something that I think probably goes in with river cruising a little bit because those cruises, you know, maybe they're a little bit bigger, but you have kind of those it's really destination focused like river cruising. And then I also think that it's important to talk about river cruising um, for ocean cruisers because I have been pushing a lot of people to try river cruises or trying to at least just because I think that a lot of times people really get closed off to the idea of river cruising because they think that it's going to be a lot slower or, you know, the ship is small. And I, I understand that for a lot of people, who go on, you know, like you said, the people who are like, I want this ship at this time and in this stateroom, because you do have a lot of people who do ocean cruises that are like that. Like, oh, we only do Holland America line or whatever. And and I don't think that those people are the type of people that you want to try to nudge. Right. But how many people do you see that come to you off of ocean cruises who want to try river cruises and who, who do both? A lot. I mean, for people who have only done ocean cruising and they've been doing it for a long time, they've seen pretty much everywhere you can see on an ocean ship. So what's next? River cruising. And like I said, you know, river cruising has really just exploded and the ships are full. They, they fill up a year in advance, sometimes more, sometimes 18 months in advance. It, there's no last minute bookings, last minute specials. They're full. Um, you know, the most popular for the first time river cruiser, it's either the Rhine or the Danube, I think, um, definitely a, you know, seven to 10 day cruise. And, um, you know, some of the ones that, that aren't quite as popular, but are great are the Doro, um, and there's a 15 day that hits basically everything called the Grand European Tour. And you can be as sedate or as active as you want on a river cruise. A lot of people on river cruises, you know, have bicycles and they bike alongside the river with the ship and just meet it at the next, next destination. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I think it's something that is a fit for everyone. I think it really gets you really destination focused. You get into these towns and you just pull right up. 
you know, there's no shuttle into the town. So I think it is something that um, would be a great experience for everybody, especially people who've done a lot of ocean cruising. Yeah, and that's what I've been kind of talking about as well on the River Cruise site is that a lot of people don't think that they're going to have something to do on a river cruise. And you see that these companies like Avalon has this Avalon Choice program where you can do different types of excursions. Right. Almost, you know, you could choose to do a different type of excursion every day if you wanted to. Um, And so do you see families who are looking to book river cruises? Because I think that that's probably... um, what I get questions about the most as far as like, is this going to be suitable? Right. And, and this is a hard one because there are not very many river cruise companies out there that will accept children. And in addition, there aren't many companies that have accommodations for triples. So three people in a cabin, which obviously families would need. So that we, we do get a lot of requests for, and I think it's something that the river cruise companies need to look in the future to being able to accommodate. Um, But because it's so educational, you know, the kids are learning about these places in school and to be able to see them in this way would be great. But it's something that isn't really out there. I mean, mainstream yet, I would say, but I think it's something that will be in the future. I mean, is that something that when a family has to come to you, you have to say, okay, well, you can't do this, 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 or this, because, you know, I think it's Viking doesn't allow children under 16. Right. Viking doesn't allow children. Um, um, but, like, a lot of them do, though. I mean, like, AMA um, allows children on board. Um, Tauk has the bridges. Tauk is, yeah, probably the best option for families, absolutely, because of the bridges. The other ones that do allow it, it's just usually the, the, the issue is finding accommodations for them. And if we can, that's great. If not, then that's usually the issue. Yeah. And I think that you you have the Disney cruises through AMA. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean, I was on an AMA cruise and I had a six and eight-year-old, I think. That was on the Mekong and oh wow yeah it was awesome i mean it was just so cool these these kids were dutch and they didn't speak any english because they're young right and so i ended up just hanging out with them the whole time i was 14 when i went and i just ended up hanging out with them the whole time and we had so much fun but it is kind of that thing where it's like you have to know your children, I think. And as we said, you know, Tauk has bridges. Those are aimed specifically toward kids. But some of these cruise lines that do allow children on, there aren't, there aren't activities for children. So I, I guess that would be helpful in coming to, um, an agency and saying, you know, how, how can we make this work? Right. Right. And sometimes it is a great fit and sometimes it's not. And then they'll look elsewhere. So again, it's that expertise that you're, you're getting from an agency. Yeah. And I kind of want to circle back to the, what we were talking about in the beginning a little bit too. This is very scattered, but it's, this is how they, all of my interviews are. It's like, I end up talking about something and it reminds me of something else. But I, I want to know, like, if I came to you wanting to book a cruise and I had no idea what I wanted to do, I mean, is that something that you could work with if I came to you and I was like, so I, mm-hmm. I want to do a cruise. I have a family of four. 
what, where should we go? What should we do? And, and I'm sure that there would be follow-up questions, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'd be a couple. So when someone comes to me with that, the first things I do is I, I send them a list of questions. And the first question is what, well, when do you want to go? Because that's going to narrow down the destinations. And then the second question is what's your budget? And everybody has a budget. You know, even Bill Gates has a budget for things. And by being honest with your consultant about what your real budget is, it lets them find the best fit for you. Where can I get you the best value, the best experience for what you want to spend? And so usually when someone comes to me like that, I'll give them three options. And if they, they don't care where they want to go, they just want some options, you know, maybe I'll do a Caribbean, a Europe, and and uh, Mexico or Alaska, depending on the time of year. And that just narrows down the options for them. And then when they can see these options in front of them and you don't give them too many, that helps them to zero in on what, oh, this looks really cool. I hadn't even thought of that. And that happens all the time. Yeah, and I, that's that's what I wanted to know. Because I feel like a lot of times when you go to people for help, it's always, okay, well, I need more information than this. Like, if, if I were coming and I said, I really want to do a cruise and I know that I want to do a cruise, but I know nothing else because I haven't researched. And of course, that's the aim of our sites, too, is to help people choose what cruise line they want to take. Um, but we don't book cruises. So we also highly recommend that you go to a cruise specialist and, and do it through them because we can give you information, but and we can give you recommendations. But we can't tell you. You, we can't tell you all the things that you would be able to tell the consumer. Um, and I think that, as, as I was saying, sorry, that a lot of the times when you go places and you say, and you give as little information as possible, a lot of times you're kind of turned away and said and, and told that you need to have something more, a more specific focus. So I'm glad to hear that you're able to say, okay, well, you could do this or this or this, and then and then narrow it down in that way instead of kind of putting that initiative on the traveler. Right, right, because like you said, they don't know where they want to go. They they haven't done this before. And if if you can just answer just a few more just little questions, then that will help me help you. And what about um, you know, if a guest is gonna have some sort of obstacle with booking maybe um they're handicapped or maybe i don't know they don't want to be at sea or something because they have a health issue so they want to make sure that they're going to port every day or something you know something like that um how specific i mean i guess it's important that you know about those issues but how how specific can you get with them you can get really specific as long as they, obviously, if, if it's a new client and I don't know much about you, you know, bring that to my attention. Tell me that you need a wheelchair accessible cabin because that's also going to narrow down, um, you know, what's available. And if you don't want to spend a lot of sea days, mention that because then I can find a more port intensive um, itinerary for you. So, I mean, there's so many options out there. We can usually find something that will fit for everyone based on what they need. Yeah. I mean, it's like you were saying about the river cruises. There really is something for everyone. You just have to find mm -hmm. out what it is. And and it's right. even better if someone else can find out what it is for you. <laughs> exactly. And especially if you're not paying them anything extra. 
might as well use that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think, again, that I should, that we should emphasize that is that this is not going to cost you anything other than time, but it will cost you less time than it would to do it on your own. Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many emails I get from people who have done all of this research and they are so frustrated at that point. That's a lot of times when they'll come to me and say, I've been trying to do this for a week. I am so confused. Can you help me? And then that's where you narrow it down for them. They're like, oh, okay, this will work. Perfect. And it just takes the stress off of them. Yeah, exactly. And not to say that our sites don't do what they're supposed to, because (laughs) I feel like I'm like, oh, just go to an agency instead. No, I think that a lot of times you can figure out a lot of different things. Like, let's say that you go to um, a comparison chart on on River Cruise Advisor and you say, okay, well, AMA is in my budget. Um, Viking is in my budget. And those two I'm really set on and I've researched them a lot and I like what they offer. And then I can take those and come to you and say, hi, these are the two that I found. This is what I would like. What do you think? Right? Right. Right. Exactly. And then I'll tell you my opinions of both of them and what you get with each of them. Here's the differences, mm-hmm. you know, and when you lay that out in black and white, it really makes the decision, I think, a lot easier for people, for sure. Well, is there anything else that you want to add about cruise specialists? You know, I, again, you know, to me, when, when people are out there looking for a travel advisor, like I said, we don't charge fees. If people are charging fees, ask them why. Ask them why they're charging those fees where you can get expertise from someone else who doesn't. And I think when you look at the experience of cruise specialists, how long we've been in business, I mean, most of our agents have have been agents for 20 plus years. So many cruises we can't even count. You know, why wouldn't you book with someone like that? Especially, again, it doesn't cost you anything. You get added value somewhere. And you know that you have someone in your court if something happens, or if I see a better price come up, you know, I'll make sure to get that for you. And I think just having that is peace of mind. And, you know, I, I, our testimonials speak for themselves. Our, you know, we, we have a really happy group. And when you have happy people doing their job, you know, it's, it's just great. Yeah. It's a great feeling. And I, uh, and I do want to add one more thing on too, is that, you know, a lot of these cruise lines have incentives and things like that and deals. And as you said, if you see a better price somewhere, you're going to let your, you're going to let the traveler know, the guests know. And so I think that that's important too, is that especially in trying to look at these deals and compare and see where you're going to save again, that's, that's something that's so much easier to have someone else who has knowledge do for you. Exactly. And And knows where to look for those things. Exactly. And, you know, the last thing I would want is for my client to get on a ship and hear from someone that their agent got them this and sit there and say, why didn't my agent do that? That's when you need to go with an expert is for things like that. So you end up getting the best experience for your money. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.
Thank you so much for joining me on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a great week. As I said, hopefully by next week I'll be better because I'm tired of sounding like this too. Um, but I'll see you next week on two separate podcasts. So if you've enjoyed these mixed podcasts, um, try to subscribe to the newsletter on maybe the site that you're not subscribed to. So if you're subscribed on River Cruise Advisor and are thinking about ocean cruising, head over to Avid Cruiser and check it out and and vice versa. Um, I hope that you all have a great week and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.